today on Real Radio. Listen, you may be here today and you're thinking, man, I, I, I was happy five years ago, but the social media world has caused me to fall into this great darkness. Listen, there's hope for you. Put your eyes to the word of God and the promises of God. Can I, can I put it this way? Put your face in the book instead of Facebook and find out what God is saying to you. He's got a great word for you. Welcome to Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Radio, Pastor Jack now continues a series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter, with a message called Go Now. You know, the Apostle Peter was one of the disciples of Jesus Christ, and he later became the leader of the early church. His story? Well, it's an ancient one, but really no different than what's happening today. We are still in need of a Savior, and Christ followers still need Peter's heartfelt words of compassion and encouragement. The title of Go Now means to go and do or go and be. It's an active call to live an intentional life, a life holy and set apart and constantly aware of the blessed hope that Christ is returning. But how do we obey the Lord and respond to His calling when how we live is so unpopular in this world? The difference God has made in our lives is like night and day. We just have to show others how His mercy restored our brokenness and share how the goodness of God can change their lives as well. So today, on day one of this message, Pastor Jack goes on to say that when we choose to follow God, We're choosing to obey His will. When God is in control, there's a peace, because His plan for us comes from a place of love. We just need to slow down, pick up our Bible, and be confident that His Word is true. And now in his message called Go Now, here's pastor and Bible teacher Jack Hibbs. Open to 1 Peter chapter 1. He's got a lot of truth for us today. We're looking at a message entitled, Go Now. Go Now is going to be the thrust of what he is saying And rather than taking several verses today, we're going to be looking at one very powerful verse. And I'm going to read it to you. And you can follow along with me, if you would, as we stand for the reading of God's word. 1 Peter 1, verse 13. Peter says to those believers of the Roman Empire at that time, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be revealed or brought to you, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's enough right there. Church, we pray, we ask Father God in Jesus' name that the doctrine, the reality, the power of what is being said by your precious apostle to a community of believers 2,000 years ago that were on the run for their faith. And in some ways, we may feel like we're on the run with our faith. Lord, galvanize us to this culture. Make us strong. Make us as loving as Jesus and make us as truthful. And Lord, above all things, may we be a people that make a difference for what's good. And so, Father, now we pray for the power of your spirit to be upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated and thank you for that. As we look at this message today, verse 13, if you're a Bible student, you ought to take your pen or your highlighter and you ought to put a box around verse 13, because with Bible open, if you look at it, uh, verses 1 through 12, Peter is laying out who he's addressing and some very key issues about what they need to know about the love of God and the grace of God. But then verse 13 arrives, 
And verse 13 is like the hinges that these doors to these sanctu- the sanctuaries are hanging on. Verse 13 takes all of the previous 12 verses and then looks to the bulk of the rest of the book. It's very strategic what Peter is saying. That's why the word is here, therefore. It's a very strong word. It's a very strong challenge. In fact, from this moment on, Peter, who has assured them of their salvation, who has comforted them by the predisposition of God, that God knew them before they would ever have chosen Christ, that in the foreknowledge of God, God knew who his children would be. He talked about that earlier. And the power of God for them, that now he turns and the hinges swing to the believer being exhorted. From here on out, exhortation. Very wonderful things that Peter is going to be saying to us. And uh, I think it's more precious to us in the 21st century than it has perhaps in the history of America. We're living at a time in the world, in the time of our nation, where according to the media, you're the problem. It's not leftism. It's not paganism. It's not Satanism. According to the world that you and I live in, you're the problem. You're one of those Bible-believing people. And you're being blamed and things are being laid upon you. That's not true. But it's the spirit of the world in which we live in. We're not strangers to what the Bible says by no means. In fact, the longer you and I live, the great truths of the Bible become more applicable in our lives because God is at work. He's moving. And so today in our note-taking, jot it down if you would, verse 13 begins with us being controlled by the will of God. It's God's desire that you and I be controlled by his will. And the Bible says here, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. That's our first consideration. God's will is to control you and I. Did you know that? Now, I don't know what you think about that, but uh, I hope you appreciate this truth. You and I are being controlled by someone or something. Do Do you understand that? There's something controlling us. We don't like to admit it, but there's something or someone's controlling us. It's part of life. Being controlled is not a bad thing. Listen, how many of you are married? Raise your hand. You're married? In the marriage, there's a a mutually agreed control. Did you know that? I don't know if you ever saw that movie, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. You ever see that movie? If you've never seen that movie, you've got to see that movie. Because, you know, the, the, it's very cute because the, the Greek women make sure that they all understand that part of their plan is to get their husband to believe that he's in control. And, and they said, yes, our husbands are the head of the house and they're the head of the wife. But uh, you can almost hear her in her language, but we're the neck, she says, and the women turn the head. <laughs> And you think about that for a moment. There's a mutual agreement regarding control. Why? Because for the Christian home, the husband and wife come under the control of Christ. It's not the wife in control. It's not the man in control. It's God that is to be in control. And when that happens, that home lives in unity. Businesses happen successfully when there is the right, proper control. Listen, governments work right when there's the right, proper control. But it matters who's controlling. And according to the Bible, we as believers are to be controlled by the will of God. That's the best thing that can happen for your life, is for God to be in control. That's why the word says, therefore. 
In light of all these things, Peter tells them, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. The word therefore means in light of all these previous truths, it's prescient, go now, go do this. And all that you've heard now as believers, now go do these things. And that's a very powerful statement. The great truth about what Peter is saying is that God is not impressed, nor do I believe he's involved in theoretical theology. We as believers, this church, we study the Bible. Uh, this, this message will be just under 60 minutes. It'd be somewhere between 57 to 60 minutes. Why? Uh, well, because we have another service, frankly, that we have to do. Third service is coming. If... <laughs> You should be thankful for the third service because if third service wasn't coming, you, you may not be getting out of here. Um, why? Because God's word is preeminent in our lives. It's how we know what to do. It's how we know where to go. God leads us. He guides us by his word. And that's a great thing. Someone's in charge of your life. And Peter is saying, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. And he's announcing that fact that we would be under God's theology. Not some sort of theory, not speculation. God's Bible is very clear on what and how we're to live our lives. Jesus said something, of course, most remarkable regarding this. In Mark chapter 4, verse 24, listen to what Jesus said. The Bible says, then he said to them, that is the crowd, take heed. That word means pay attention. Take heed, pay attention, what you hear. I want you to write that down next to verse 13. I also want you to write down Luke chapter 8. Verse 18, Luke 8, 18 says, Jesus is speaking, pay attention to how you hear. Notice Mark 4 says what you hear, and Luke 8, Jesus said how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, Jesus said, more understanding will be given to you. But to those who are not listening, even what they think they understand, even that they, what they have will be taken away from them. In other words, church, listen up. What you and I hear, we need to be careful what we hear, that is what we allow to be heard by our ears. Man, you know, I feel incredibly inadequate to say what I'm saying right now because we live in a crazy world. I, the Bible is telling us that we need to be careful what we hear. And right now, you and I live in a culture that floods us with 15-second sound bites that are shaping the culture because people do not really care about what they hear. And Jesus says, not only be careful what you hear, be careful how you hear. What does that mean? It means that you and I are to employ effort in listening to what God's will is for your life, for my life. The Bible says he loves you. The Bible says he's your creator. The Bible says that the Bible is perfect. You say, yeah, but that's what the Bible says about the Bible. It's true, that's what the Bible says about the Bible, that it's perfect. But to this date, 21 centuries since the completion of the New Testament, not one man has yet found a mistake in the Bible. Why? It's God's communication to mankind. He's preserved this word. Why? So that you would have confidence in following his will. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to guide you. And Jesus says, be careful what and be careful of how you hear. And today, the world, listen, the media snippets of information, uh, publication, the things that are out there today. There's a flood, and most of it is of misinformation. 
Because we're in a culture that's in a hurry and we're missing the truth. Jesus says, slow down, be controlled by the will of God. And you'll never know, you and I will never know what the will of God is without his word. You see, God wants to have us live in a a day-to-day life of his will being lived out in our lives. Be careful how and be careful what you hear. Now, listen, um, today, you and I, perhaps, now, don't, don't tell this to first service, but first service, they're a little bit more senior group of people. I mean, I'm not saying that in a bad way. They're, they're more mature. <laughs> they're more experienced for service. Great, great people. Um, but there may be some younger faces in here today, and uh, that's important to what I'm about to say. I think we've lost the art of being critical thinkers when it comes to what we hear and how we hear it because we live in a culture today that if somebody tweets something about your, you or your kid, maybe you're a teenager, maybe you're a millennial, maybe you're 45 or under and somebody Instagrams something about you, they post something on Facebook about you, you know what's tragic according to the statistics across our nation? That devastates people. Did you know that? Ladies and gentlemen, listen, if somebody says something one of your, look, one of your friends on your Facebook, you know how many friends you have? Whatever friends you have, they're not your friends. <laughs> oh, but I've got 200 friends on Facebook. They're not your friends. You know what I'm saying? We live in a false world. We've lost the ability to be careful as to what we hear and how we hear it. God's will is that you would listen to him and thereby be confident and thereby be at peace and thereby have boldness in God in this world. And today we have a culture that is losing its ability to survive criticism. Everyone's heart's on their sleeve. When a stranger says something to your 17-year-old and they go out and they try to kill themselves, Or they wind up falling into depression because a group of people bullied them on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, who cares what people are saying about you on the internet? It's a false world. There's no break anymore. It's constant bombardment. And Jesus counters this culture and he says, you want to survive? You want to make it? Be careful what you hear and how you hear it. People are going to criticize you. And listen, if you let those things uh, take control of your life, the will and the criticism of others, you'll be scarred. You'll be scarred emotionally. And only through Jesus, listen, my friends, only through Jesus can those scars become great victories. Listen, you may be here today and you're thinking, man, I, I, I was happy five years ago, but the social media world has caused me to fall into this great darkness. Listen, there's hope for you. Put your eyes to the word of God and the promises of God. Can I, can I put it this way? Put your face in the book instead of Facebook and find out what God is saying to you. He's got a great word for you. If it helps you, pick up the Gospels or pick up the book of Psalms and read it and th- take it as though God was the one tweeting to you encouragement. He's speaking to you and he loves you and he's got a plan for your life and the Bible's clear that there's a system out there that wants to destroy your life and rob you. And we have these things going on and these scars. You guys, I have a friend that is a real bona fide American war hero. He has been in covert operations around the globe, working for Delta Force originally, then the CIA. And he's been involved in some incredible battles and some incredible victories. If he walked into this place today, he would look completely normal like any one of us. He doesn't limp. There's no manifestation to his physical appearance that he's a warrior, multiple purple hearts, 
a man of great courage, was once the uh, under deputy secretary of defense. And you would not know one thing about him being a battle until he takes his shirt off. And if he takes his shirt off, you would say, put your shirt back on. 50 caliber round right through the bottom of the helicopter, took his arm off and they put it back on. Scars on his torso from battles. Every one of those things prove positive that he's been in the conflict, are you with me? To defend freedom. Every one of those scars. And listen, you may not have physical scars, but I want to tell you right now, you may be hurting today. You may be absolutely depressed today. And I want you to know through Jesus Christ, he will take those emotional scars and he'll turn them around and they can become awesome, great victories. I had a wonderful opportunity to tell Prager University on Friday night that I appreciate their videos that defend the right of a child to live in the mother's womb because I'm an abortion survivor. And I had a chance to tell them, support and encourage those at Prager University that stand for truth because I have survived an abortion and I'm very happy to be alive. Listen, that didn't scar me physically, but I could let it scar me emotionally. And you have your story. Know this, God's will for your life is absolutely awesome. And no Christian should ever complain about being bored. If you follow God, your life will be anything but bored. God is dynamic. His word is dynamic. And then the Bible says, gird up the loins of your mind. This is amazing language. Uh, Several things are happening here when Peter is speaking. Peter being a Jew who is now complete, right? He's a fulfilled or completed Jew, or we would say he's a Jew born anew, born again. He's come to the understanding of the Old Testament scriptures now that Christ is the Messiah of God. And he draws from his Jewish roots. He's drawing from the book of Exodus. When the word is gird up, the word to gird up means, listen, it's kind of funny. Follow with me. It means to take your robe, take your robe, pull it up and tuck it in your belt. And that puts the Jewish man's robe at about his knees. Why, why does he say this? To gird up. Because Peter is saying, get ready to bring your mind under the control of God. And the picture is Egypt. When God's children were in Egypt, God told them the death angel is going to pass over and you need a lamb's blood on your door. And isn't it interesting, church? Isn't it awesome? Aren't you encouraged that God said, tell, God tells the angel, just go down the street and look for Good people who do good things all the time. Nope. Did God tell the angel, go door to door and see who tithes? Nope. None of that stuff. God told the angel, go door to door and look for blood. Who lived behind the door? Did you know if you read Exodus carefully, the Egyptians were not exempt from sacrificing a lamb and getting the blood on their doors. Did you know that? If they were listening, they could have done it. I wonder how many Egyptians were saved that night, by the way, who believed. That's how, by the way, God's wrath will pass over you because do you have the blood of the Lamb of God on your life? Jesus? You see, such a righteousness, such a goodness, that's impossible. If you could be good and get to heaven, that Jesus Christ came and died in vain. He died for our sins. 
The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, there is none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So how do we get to heaven? Blood, my friend. Blood. The blood of the precious blood of Christ Jesus. And so Peter is saying to those, gird up the loins of your mind. Get ready to run like we were back in antiquity time, ready to run out of Egypt at any moment. Take this application, Peter is saying, and gird up the loins of your mind. The word loins here, what do you think the word loins? How does this work? Loins of your mind? The word loins here in Greek is the word your descendants. Thus the word loins. You say, well, how does this work? Gird up the loins of your what? Of your mind. The word mind here in the Greek language is your thought life. In light of verses 1 to 12, take control of your mind and where it lives, get control of it. Why? To have the will of God executed in your life. The loins of your mind. Isn't it amazing to realize that what you and I think has to be dealt with at all times. You and I constantly are thinking, and it's got to be dealt with. I personally believe that's one of our problems of our culture today. Well, we're not teaching our kids to think properly. Everybody's tempted. Let's be honest. Boy, we have to edit this out because it almost sounds like heresy in a second. Are you sitting down? Uh, bullying is a terrible thing. And, uh, you know, I... I'm, the, the book Lisa and I wrote, there's a chapter in there on what happened in my life in, regarding bullying. Bullying's terrible, and I don't wish it upon anybody. But you can make all the laws you want. It won't change the human heart. You understand me? Here's the deal. You've got to prepare your kids to be bullied, not to be the bully. We're raising our kids Christian. They're not to be the bully. But listen, someone's going to say something to them in life. And they need to be able to take it. They need to be able to be strong because it's not the end of the world if Johnny criticizes Billy's toy or whatever the case may be. Are you with me? It's going to happen. Prepare your children to stand in the truth that God loves them, that God thinks so highly of them, that Christ came for them, and that God has a plan for them. But the truth of the matter is to gird up the loins of the mind is to bring all our thoughts under the control of Jesus. What does that mean? That means everything you hear from this pulpit, everything that you hear from somebody, you need to judge it, Christian, by the word of God. Let this filter be between that mouth speaking and your ears. We need to learn how to do this. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs, here on Real Radio, in a message called Go Now. Thanks for joining us today. You know, our hope is that you don't wait until it's too late, but come to that saving grace of Jesus Christ right away. Go Now is part of Pastor Jack's series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter. It's a series that takes us through the life and times of the Apostle Peter, whose love for Jesus Christ carried him through great persecution and whose compassion for others, quite frankly, still inspires us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Radio. You know, in this life, we don't always have the luxury of choosing. But Peter makes it clear that we can choose where we're going to spend eternity. Still, before you decide, you may have some questions. I get that. Or maybe you just don't know where to go from here. We'd like to help. Simply go to our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org, and click on that tab there that's labeled Know God. That's K-N-O-W, God. And once you're there, we're pretty sure you're going to find the answers you're looking for. You are not here by accident. That's the truth. There's a reason why you're listening to this broadcast right now. 
God truly does love you, and He wants you to spend eternity in heaven with Him. Again, it's the No God tab. It's at our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. Hey, here's our phone number if you should need it. It's 877-RR-RADIO. That's a toll-free phone call, 877-777-2346. Also, here's the address. Jot this one down, P.O. Box 1273, Chino Hills, California, 91709. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. I'm David J. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Radio.